Welcome to Wiffle's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wiffle. Welcome again to another Wiffle's Press Box Podcast. I'm Gary Wiffle, and as usual, I'm joined by my Press Box colleague and noted baseball authority, Jerry Tapper. Wow, that's quite an introduction there. You know, I spent hours trying to come up with that lead. <laughs> Something that would be apropos for that's your pretty for, for your immense and wide <laughs> array of talents. I think I'd say my immense and wide shape, but I'm glad you changed that. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that we're going to be talking about uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. What an incredible storybook year. What a great month of September. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it's been just a fun ride from the start to the end. <laughs> to be honest with you, going into the season, I thought they could be a playoff team, a wild card team, but I, I never expected them to win as many no, games as they did. I didn't either. Is that a franchise record or tied a franchise it tied record? A, it tied a franchise record, 96 wins. Yeah, and I can't imagine anybody that thought they were going to win more than 90. No, I don't think so. But I'm sure there's going to be about 8,000 people calling into talk shows saying, yeah, oh, yeah I remember, I predicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You know, one of those deals. Right. But, uh, you know, they are uh, obviously playoff bound and coming off a uh, fantastic victory down at Wrigley Field on Monday. Uh, any thoughts just to uh, get this um, thing kicking? A couple things. I, first of all, I was sure glad that there seemed to be a lot of Brewer fans down there. When they scored that first run, you just heard the crowd noise, just the uh, volume went up. So that was great that there was a good number of Brewer fans that were there. Well, I'm sure Cubs fans are saying, hey, what's the big deal? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, true. This is an appetizer. The course meal starts yeah. <laughs> later this week. Yeah, so. exactly. And I think that's a great point because Colorado lost to the Dodgers, so the Cubs in Colorado got to play on Tuesday to see who the Brewers do face. Um, there is a good chance it could be the Cubs. So this Brewer-Cubs uh, rivalry could potentially um, still be heated up for this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, when we talked about the Brewers, the, the two guys that stick out in my mind this season, and without question, the guy at the forefront was Christian Yelich, and his season was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. it's not every day a guy knocks on the triple crown door. Right. And this guy had a legitimate shot today, although I don't put an asterisk next to it if he did get it because he played one more game. Yeah. Well, Would you have counted that uh, in your mind? You know what, I... I don't know how I would have dealt with that, but, you know, he finished, what, one home run and one RBI short, so I guess that's not really a, an issue anymore. But, yeah, he sure made it fun. I'll tell you what, if he wouldn't have struck out in that last at bat he had and drove in a couple runs with a home run. Exactly. We'd be talking about he had triple crown. Triple crown. I mean, he had a chance, you know, at his yeah. last at bat to do it. Yep. And I, I'm... Just wonder if that went through his mind at all when he got to know. the on-deck circle or if he was so yeah. focused on the game itself. But how can you not? To be honest with you, I would have liked to have seen that every bit as much from a Brewer perspective as Brewers winning because right. this is going to be legendary. Well, yeah. I mean, winning a triple crown doesn't happen well, every day. When was the last time it happened in the National League? It was with some, in the 1930s. Correct. So we're talking about... Over 80 years. You know, the Brewers are going to be in the playoffs no matter what. So right. 
you know, like we've said before about the Cubs fans taking that stance, but I was actually rooting for him, I, you know, from a selfish reason. I was going to say, hey, you know, we saw Christian Yelich right. achieve the Triple Crown, but yeah. nevertheless, I, he ends up batting, I think, 326, 36 home runs, 110 ribbies. Now, here's the question I have for you. Uh-oh. Christian Yelich is 26 years old, yep. okay? Up until this season, okay? Let, let me throw some numbers at you because you're, you're a numbers guy. He batted 326 this year, okay? Mm-hmm. The highest he had ever batted before. What do you think? I haven't looked these numbers yeah, up. I'm yeah. going to guess he's probably, he might have hit around 285 with Miami. His highest average in a season was 300. Okay. So this is 26 points higher. Yeah. That's a lot. Right. Okay. 36 home runs this year. Yeah. What's the most home runs he ever had? I think I might have heard this. I think it was 23. You're no pun intended, but you're in the ballpark. But 21. And 21. I, I know that's a tough place to hit him. But here's the, here's the really interesting thing about that stat. How many did he hit in the second half this year? He hit 25. 25 right? after the yeah. All-Star break, which is the second most in Brewers history. Richie Sexton, I think, hit 27 one year. Okay. But his career high. Yelich's in a season was 21. He hit 25 after the All-Star right. break. Right, that's, exactly. That's just crazy it, it is, okay. And then we go to the RBIs. He had 110 this year. Yeah. Most ever, 100. Oh, okay. okay so 26 points higher in his batting average. 15 more home runs in his previous high. Uh, 10 more RBIs. Yeah. Was this a fluke? Ooh, is that a question or? Yeah, no, I want to throw it out to you. Just um, I don't think so. You, you think you could come back and post comparable numbers somewhere I think so, down the road? Right. And the yeah. only reason I say that is because if you look at his swing, mm-hmm. his swing is just so smooth and polished. I agree. I think he is just so in tune. You don't see him swing at a lot of bad pitches, right? Out of the strike zone. Yeah, he's he misses good pitches, but boy, I'll tell you what: when he hits the ball, he hits it hard somewhere. So I think he has the potential to be a 25 home run, 300 average, 100 RBI guy every year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the Brewers were smart, they'd make sure they keep him in the fold for a few years. Uh, I, I think all hell would break loose if they don't retain him. And, and it appears that he loves Milwaukee. It seems. I like mean, he wrote a piece uh, in the Players' Tribune. Uh, recently, and, and he was yeah. praising you know everybody that uh, right. is affiliated with Brewer baseball. And the one thing that has really, really made me a Christian Yelich fan is his disposition. Yeah. He's very even keeled. Right. There's no arrogance, no cockiness. Yeah. He just goes out and play. And it's like he looks like he could be the your best friend in town. You know, exactly. hey, you want to come over or you want to right. go out for dinner, play some golf or whatever. And yeah, I mean, let's face it. The vast majority of superstars yeah. have an ego that won't quit. Right. And he seems egoless, you know? And that was exactly what I was going to say. The thing I really like about him is that you hear people talk about how humble he is, how every time when he does an interview, he's always talking about the team and the other guys. Um, I think that that's really helped him endear himself to the Brewer fans because he isn't a showboat kind of player. He's just kind of a... You know, it, it's almost a, a silly thing to say, but he, he's got that Midwestern uh, mentality. Kind of just, you know, bring your your lunchbox to work and do the job, and that's exactly what he did this year. Yeah, the only guy I thought 
that was remotely close to him in talent and disposition was Robin Yellich. Yeah, Robin Yellich was one of those down, down like, hey, I, I can you know be with anybody, rich, poor, black, yeah. white, whatever. Yep. You know, just throw me into the mix and I'll be content and exactly. it doesn't matter, you know? I know that there's been some people that have kind of compared Yount and Molitor and their run in 82 to Yelich and Kane. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to christen, although I think I'm... No pun intended, Christian or Christian? Uh, Christian. <laughs> I think I might have even alluded to it um, several months back on this show that Kane and, and Yelich could be kind of like Yelich yes, and Yelich 2.0. But if you think about it, they really were the catalyst you know, the, of the two guys that really helped spur this team. That's a good segue to our next topic here, uh, Lorenzo Kane. I agree with that comparison between Molitor and Yount, Yelich and Kane. Yeah. But Kane is 32. Yeah. And, and those guys were with the Brewers for, you know, considerable number right. of years. Right. But I'll tell you what, I mean, Kane in most years, I think, could have been an MVP candidate. Yep. But, he, but he's overshadowed by Yelich. Yelich's year has been so phenomenal yep. that you tend to forget what Kane has done. And yeah, the other thing I, I, that I really like about Kane is you know what you're getting now. I mean, for the last five years, he's batted over 300. Yeah. It's not like, hey, this is a fluke. We're wondering where Yelich is going to go with this, you know. But right. with Kane, we, we've seen him. He, he's yeah. consistently been good. Right. I agree 100%. You know, the other thing I thought was interesting, too. Yeah, I had mentioned before he's 32 years old. He had 30 stolen bases this right. year, a career high. Yeah. How many guys at age 32 right. <laughs> recorded a career high in stolen bases? Absolutely. I mean, if anything, the wheels start uh, slowing down. And, yeah. And then to throw something else into the mix, he's an outstanding fielder. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say he's one of the top five in baseball, but I would consider him one of the top ten. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and he's got progressively better. I mean, there was a time, you probably remember this, when he played in Kansas City, a lot of people thought he was a liability in center yeah, field. Right. I think he had one season or maybe even two or three, he had like 10 airs. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has cut down that Absolutely. dramatically. And He was just a steady guy, you know. You, you kind of this whole year or this whole season, you kind of just put him in top of the order. And, you know, it's kind of like the way Molitor was. You just throw Molitor up at the top of the order, and you just know he's going to get on base. Yeah, and he's such a veteran. I mean, yeah. and his attitude is so good. You can just see that guys gravitate to him, and he's, right. he's a leader and so forth. Absolutely. But the third individual I thought, this is my pick and order, was Yelich Kane being one two as importance to this organization this year. The third guy is Council. Yeah. You, you know where I stand on Council. I've been... You know, his uh, PR guy for <laughs> right. for, for uh, all of this season. And, and I made this analogy before, and, I, and I'll stick by it. I think he is the Major League Baseball's version of Brad Stevens of Boston. Right. Just guys that can relate to their players, yeah. incredibly even-keeled. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's kind of like Yelich, you know, even-keeled guy. Yeah. Doesn't get upset except when it comes to an umpire's uh, right. <laughs> egregious call. But yeah. he has done a phenomenal job. I think he's everything that I've read and heard about him is that he's kind of been preaching to these guys, kind of like, let's just have fun. And mm -hmm. I think he saw that, you know, like with the whole, you hit a home run and you, you got to, you know, go through the gauntlet and the dugout. And these guys look like they're having fun out there. They mm -hmm. really do. And I think that starts with counsel. And, and 
I think when we've talked about Council in previous shows, I've always kind of piggybacked that with Stearns. I think the two of those guys have just both done a phenomenal job. I mean, a lot of these moves that come, uh, Stearns made towards the end of the year, you kind of question, but boy, they sure turned out well. So uh, Stearns, without a doubt, had his fingerprints all over this team. Absolutely. And, uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday, a diehard baseball fan, and he was talking about all the miscues that Stern says has had over the year. I mean, think of like, you know, Segura, for instance, yeah. uh, Chris Davis, and then, of course, the biggest one, Scooter Jeanette. Yeah. You wonder what would have happened if they kept those guys. Yeah. Would you have the same kind of title contending team? I don't know. It's probably a great discussion to have, but it, it's almost a moot point because exactly. there's no guarantee that they would still have this kind of career. You know, get, seasons. getting back to council, one thing that just cracks me up, though, is when they show him in the dugout mm-hmm. and his facial expressions, <laughs> he has some of the weirdest <laughs> facial expressions I've ever seen. And it's like, you know, it's not like he laughs or, you know, yeah. something that's, that's common, you know, like a grin or something. Yeah. His face will turn all different ways. <laughs> and it's like, I think Fox Sports Wisconsin should put like a list of the top 10 facial expressions of Craig Council as yeah. you know, I, kind of I, a Saturday Night Live skit or something. I think somebody that I talked to was referring to that and they said it sometimes he looks like he has a really bad case of indigestion. Yes. And he doesn't know yes. how to deal with it. <laughs> so I don't know if that's yeah. a, a good, likely uh, scenario of what's going on there, but. The one thing about the Brewers, you know, obviously what they've done is is phenomenal. But having said that, I'm not a big fan of the National League from a talent standpoint. Right. I look at the American League, and I see Boston. I mean, the year they're having—I mean, they're having a season for the ages. Right. Okay. And then you see even like a team like New York. New York is really good. Yeah. Yet they were like a mile behind the Red yeah. Sox in the standings. And then, of course, you got a team that's uh, the reigning champions yeah. in Houston, and uh, you throw in Cleveland. And man, I, I, in my mind, all four of those teams are better than any team in the National League. Yeah. Here's an interesting stat. I looked this up the other night. The American League had three teams that won 100 games. Sure. That had never been done before. That's never been done in the same league. We've had you know seasons where three teams had won. 100 games, but it might have been two in the National League yes, and one right. in the American League. But never, never three. three from the same league. Okay, wow. So those are the top three teams there. And then you add in the fact that Cleveland didn't win 100, but boy, they got a pretty darn solid team. And then what Oakland, what did they win, 95 games or 92? Mm-hmm. And they're the fifth seed, and, and you know Oakland and, and the Yankees are the wild cards. So what I look at, Gary, is... You've got five really strong teams in the American League, mm-hmm. of which any team could come out of there. Yes. And then in the National League, you've got five teams that eventually will be in that after we have the... No, we've got... That's right, we've got the wild card yeah. coming up. You've got five teams in the National League. Any of those teams could be there, but they yes. don't, they're not as strong as the American League. And the one thing I will say about the Brewers, and I'm going to throw my hat on this, the Brewers could be the Major League Baseball's version of the Philadelphia Eagles this year. In Eagles what came respect? Out of, the Eagles oh, came coming out, out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. Nobody expected the Eagles to get to the Super Bowl right. and then to win it. I think the Brewers could get to the Super Bowl. And you know what? Once you get to the Super Bowl, 
with their bullpen, you just never know what can happen. You know, a couple weeks ago I was talking about the beauty of the NFL and its short schedule and how every game means so much. Right. You know, the uh, beauty of baseball, in my eyes, is that you don't have to have the highest payroll to get to the playoffs and possibly even to the World Series. Now, no way in heaven does the lowest payroll teams in the NBA make the playoffs, much less make a legitimate run. Right. I mean, you've got to pay to play in the NBA. You look at the Golden State Warriors and, and you go right down the line. Yeah. They pay a lot of money for their, their talent, and more often than that, those are the teams that you see in postseason. Right. In baseball, that's not the case. It's been proven time and time over the years yeah. that teams with low payrolls, you know, can indeed get there. Now, of course, you know, Boston, I mean, their payroll is ridiculous. Yeah. Having said that, they're number one at $228 million. The Dodgers, $199 million. The Cubs are fourth, $194 million. This is according to uh, Spotrack, yeah. which is a great site for numbers if you're looking into uh, salaries and stuff like that. Four teams in the playoffs are in the top nine. Even, like, the Yankees is $179 million. They're six. Houston is $163 million. They're ninth. But again, here's the beauty. Milwaukee, a payroll. Now, according to this, is to, again, according to Spotrack, $108 million, 22nd in baseball. So the bottom half. Yeah. Well, I mean, right near the tail end. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so th- there's no way in the NFL or NBA is a team that has the 22nd highest payroll, you know, going to get that far as the Brewers have done. You wouldn't think so. And here's the kicker, Oakland Athletics, 28th. Yeah. Moneyball. <laughs> I, I, w- I was just going to say three from the bottom, but that you know goes back to Moneyball, absolutely. I would really like to uh, have Stearns, Antonaggio take a uh, lie detector test and said, <laughs> you know what, with our salary <laughs> payroll, that's uh, number 22. We're gonna make a run at the World Series. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, in all honesty, they had no idea this was gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a, a like I said at the outset, a storybook year. And that's again why I I just have this feeling that they have the possibility of being the Major League Baseball version of the Eagles during this season. So exactly. Say uh, one thing I, I do want to talk. Was there something you wanted to bring up? I, I just, um, I'm on my way over to these plush studios. Got that right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best. <laughs> Only the best. Um, I was listening to a broadcast. They were talking post-game about the Brewers' victory uh, against the Cubs to win the NL Central. But they were talking about um, who the Brewers would have to put on their roster and keep off their roster in the playoffs. You know, the one thing about when September rolls around, you start adding, you know, to where you can have 40 players on the roster. Right. So you start to see a lot of different players in addition to the 25 that were there for most of the season. Mm-hmm. The Brewers do have some interesting decisions they have to make, not only with their pitching staff, because they've had a lot of young pitchers that have come on board after September that have really pitched well. But they've also got some guys like Domingo Santana, who's mm-hmm. really done a great job as a pinch hitter coming up. They've got Curtis Granderson. They've got Jonathan Scope. Is, you know, do they keep him on the roster right. or, or take him off the playoff roster? So the Brewers have some really interesting decisions they have to make as they start this divisional series um, against a 
whatever opponent we're going to see, either Colorado or the Cubs. Oh, no question. And, and that just tells you about the Brewers. I mean, they, they aren't laden with star players, but they got a lot of good players. Right. And I think there's a lot of guys of equal ability. Yeah. So, like you said, there's a fine line. Who are you going to keep, who, you, who you're not going right. to keep. But Can I kind of to tag in with what we do for our football podcast we have an unsung you hero. can say whatever you want well there's no censors on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good thing yes <laughs> no i was just going to say my unsung hero for the brewers this year yeah i love the job that eric kratz has done as a catcher you know Manny i Pena, agree totally Manny Pena has been a really solid catcher for them and he's hit a little bit and eric kratz he's not going to hit you know 270 280 not going to hit a whole a lot of home runs but, man, between him and Pena, they have done a really nice job not only handling the staff, but really coming up with some key hits. I think both of those guys have really been unsung heroes because it would have been very easy to say, you know what, we're going to make a run this year, yeah. but we have to go out and get a catcher. Yeah. You know, Stearns and Council didn't say that. They were happy with Pena and Kratz, and I think that's a credit not only to those guys, but again to Stearns and Council. Yeah, I mean they're they're not exactly Johnny Bench, you know. No, and Kratz yeah. was kind of you know here he was sitting in AAA with the Yankees. The guy's thirty eight years old, right? Right. Was probably yeah. thinking of retirement. <laughs> if they win the World Series, I guarantee you, he'll yeah, be retired. <laughs> might be a good time to retire. Yeah. So, uh, any predictions uh, on uh, how this is all going to shake out? Oh, um, what do you see in the World Series? First who do of all? I see in the World Series? I think it's going to be Boston. I think they're too strong mm-hmm. in the American League. As I said before, I think any of the National League teams can make it, and I do like the Brewers' chance. You know, they've got home field advantage now throughout the whole National League playoffs. Right. So that's an advantage. Mm-hmm. And again, I th- I think if Canable and Hader and Jeffress are strong at the back end and they get any kind of decent starting pitching. I like their chances. I really do. I'm going to predict that it'll be a Brewers-Dodgers championship series, mm-hmm. and then whoever wins that game obviously would represent the National League. But I really, I do see Boston. You know, Boston, Milwaukee. You're saying I would love to see Boston, Milwaukee. Okay, and you and you're going to say who's going to win it all? Nostradamus. Uh, I don't know. What <laughs> yeah, you were actually good in this last couple of weeks in uh, <laughs> predicting some things. You know. Again, I, I think watching Boston all year, they won what a. 110 games, I, they are really strong. You know, they're built for this season. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's funny. Uh, a year ago, I, I wrote a column saying that Boston was going to win the World Series. So, you know, I, I was like a year ahead of my time. I do this all the time. I jump on teams I think are going to do it, and they, they end up actually doing it the following year or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Having said that, I like all the reasons you gave for the Red Sox. I still like Houston. I love that pitching core. I love yeah. the, the cast around them, veterans who have been there, done that. Yeah. I think they're going to merge out of the American League. It's really hard to go against the Brewers. It's almost like all the stars are aligned for this team. It's like, like it. everything is going right. I, I yeah. just can't tell you the countless number of plays that I've seen this season where, like, Really? How did well, look, that happen, you know? Look at, look at that game in St. Louis where the Cardinals were going to tie the game and the runner, you know, Yes, classic example. Turns third base headed for home and slips and falls, gets tagged out. It would have been a tie game, but then the Brewers end up winning that game. Uh, or the home run ball that rolls along the outfield, exactly. right. outfield wall and goes over. Yeah. I mean, it's like... But but again, I, I just... 
Can you imagine being an Atlanta Braves fan? I mean, you thought they were going to be like yeah. an average team. I don't think right. anybody envisioned no. them to be a title team. Well, the national, you know, the Nationals just stunk up the place. I think again. They, yeah, I think they went from what ninety-seven wins to eighty-two or whatever. But yeah, I mean, Atlanta actually had a decent season in a very weak division. But yeah. you know what? They won the division. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cubs. <laughs> I, I just the the series between the Brewers and the Cubs all season long was was highly competitive. Yeah, I think they're going to meet again. It's going to be highly competitive. Yeah, but I think this time, I don't know. But again, it's so hard to pick against right. the Brewers, you know. But but again, I, I think talent nine out of ten times prevails, and yeah. I, I still contend that the Cubs are a more talented team than the Brewers. I think so. I have one other point that I want to make, and you're not going to like this, but I'm going to throw it out because it's about your favorite player. My favorite player is Christian Yelich. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Nobody's even close. Okay. A, a big key for the Brewers. I know. Play, I their, know where this is going. In their playoff run. You had to get this in. I did. I had such a wonderful time oh, with this podcast. Stop your whining. <laughs> Why? You know my wife? <laughs> I think that it's going to be what's going to be key is Ryan Braun, but he, it's going to be key for him to play well. But the other thing is, I don't think that teams are going to pitch to Yelich as much in the playoffs, which means that they're, they're going to put a lot of pressure on Ryan Braun. So you know what? If Braun plays well, I think the Brewers are going to do well in the playoffs. If Braun does not protect Yelich, uh, you know, in the playoffs, yes, I agree. There, the Brewers could quickly fade in the playoffs if Braun does not. Play I, I couldn't agree with your assessment more. I really do, and we've seen that down the stretch. There have been games that Ryan Braun has been really good. He had a great September, but there were a couple games where yeah. he looked really bad. I think one game he struck out three Still straight times. Yeah, almost was it four times? Three or four times. Yeah, yeah whatever. So, but yeah. you're right. If he he plays well, I think that could be. Yeah. The difference there. I think there will come times when runners are on base and Yelich comes up, and if there's an open base, yes. he's going to get walked, and that's going to be up to, to Braun. Because that's that's playoff baseball. That's going to happen a lot more in the playoffs, and it'll be interesting to see how Braun does. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. Did, did hey, you and on that, on that happy note, we're going to end another podcast. <laughs> I want so. to thank all the, the listeners for, as I'm now on my last podcast. <laughs> Ryan who? There'll, there'll, be a, there'll be a new co-host that, that's in right. the future. <laughs> and on that note, we will call it a wrap. If but, you hear Gary's dog here next week, you know why. As I said, I think it's time to go. <laughs> we'll leave while we're not ahead. So thanks again, Jer. Good talking to you. Okay, thanks good. for the contributions. Yep. And uh, thank you for listening. Take care. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWoofle and WooflesPressBox.com.